Hey, I'm Camille Joy, the host and creator of the Moments of Joy podcast, the place that will leave you surely feeling motivated, inspired, and encouraged. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Mm-hmm. My day even starts. Let your light shine. guys welcome back welcome back welcome back I know I can't sing but if I could I would sing every week <laughs> welcome back MVPs and if this is your very first time visiting us welcome to the show I want to invite you to go back and binge listen go ahead and enjoy some of the episodes that we've had over the past year and a half and some of the amazing guests who have poured out their life to us in order to encourage us Oh, I'm so excited about this week's show. We are still on destiny and chasing our destinies. And this has to be, what, uh, about week seven or week six? And um, we are still at it. And right before we get into the show, I have about three announcements. Okay, number one, if you're a business owner and you're interested in a sponsor spot on the show, feel free to directly email me. I'll leave my email and all the directions for that in the show notes so that if you are in line with what we stand for on this show and you have an outstanding business or, um, you know, a show or a product that the listeners would really love, I would love to announce that in the pre um, beginnings of the show and partner with you. So go ahead and email me directly. And um, I look forward to hearing from all of you faith entrepreneurs out there. Um, Number two, our global podcast registration is still open, but it's coming to an end. And so if you guys are interested in podcasting and you really don't have time to try to figure it all out and how to get started and, you know, all about branding, marketing, using video, how to um, get paid on a podcast, you guys can also go head on to our website and check it out. Register for the class. Class starts February 1st, 2020. And my last announcement for the day, I am so overwhelmed and so filled with thanks for you guys. Um, continually sharing the show, continually DMing me and messaging me about different show topics that you guys love. Well, what we really need you to do is leave a review on the Apple Podcast Forum or the pod being for them and what this does is boost us up and allow other people to be able to find us like you um number one we are right now um showing up on the jamaica chart so i thank you to everyone who is listening in jamaica and sharing we have placed number six in christian podcast and number eight in spirituality and religion podcast and that is quite amazing because i'm competing with people like td jakes sarah jakes stephen furtick all of our amazing people that we love and to be placed um in jamaica means that you guys are sharing and i am eternally grateful please continue to share please continue to leave reviews and i love you guys there would be no show without you guys mvps and if you don't know why i call you guys mvps it is because you guys are the most valuable people
<laughs> instead of most valuable players, you are most valuable people. You share, you support, you listen. And that to me helps me to know that I'm not out here speaking to myself. <laughs> so this week, let's get to the show. The topic is darkness and destiny. Uh, I had some time to think over the week and over the past week, I have been hearing about Joseph all week long and I wrote up this huge script about how I was going to start with Joseph because you guys know that this is a Christian God-led podcast and I'm always trying to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to see which way he wants me to go with what I share with you guys. So I want you guys on your own time when you get a chance to go and listen to the story of Joseph because I feel like he is the epitome of chasing destiny. But I'm going to shift from him a little bit and I'm not going to go into that because I feel like that would have been an easy way to go um, is to talk about Joseph. And so I want you guys to really, really read that story. But I feel that the Lord wanted me to share part of my life with you. And so I'm going to just start by sharing. Um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about my journey as a parent. So last week, I shared with you guys that in my late teens and early 20s, I was in a very abusive and toxic relationship. Coming out of that relationship at 21 years old, I was a mother of four boys. I was definitely told by my ex that no guy would ever want me. In quote, don't no man want to be bothered with someone else's kids. <laughs> was he wrong? But it wasn't just him. Different guys that I met, you know, they would try to just offer me little scraps of themselves and kind of try to make me think that, you know, well, you have four kids. This is the best you're going to get. But I continued to believe God. I continued to raise my standards and stand in those standards. Um, of course, at 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, I wasn't perfect by any means and made um, a few mistakes along the way. But standards of relationships and what we want from God are very necessary. So I made a list. I made a list as a single mother of what I wanted in a husband for me and for my children. I remember even putting down what I wanted him to look like. Lord, I want him to be tall, dark, and handsome. I'd like for him to know about sports because my kids love sports. I want him to be a man of God. I want him to be creative. I had a list. I can't remember everything that was on it, but it wasn't too long. But I have one. I knew that God would grant me the desires of my heart. I knew that I was called to be a wife. I believed that I was beautiful. I believed that I had a lot to give someone. And I began to always declare that in my conversations with my friends. Just regular conversations. I would say that I was going to be married by the time I was 30. And I can't even take the credit of me coming up with that from by myself because there's an woman who her name is Heather Lindsay and um she shares on her platform Pinky Promise that she did that and you know she said by the time she was such and such age she would be married and so I heard that 
And I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to declare that I'm going to be married by the time I'm 30. And so even if I didn't believe it 100%, I believed it enough because what the Bible says, all we need is a mustard seed of faith, a grain of mustard seed. And so I had enough. I would definitely say I was going to be married by the time that I'm 30. So at the age of 27, I met this very handsome guy. I remember um, meeting him and, you know, just having business conversations with him. Um, He worked on computers. I remember, you know, he fixed my computer one time at church. But I remember telling my sister, man, this guy is fine, but I I don't know. You know, we're always talking about business and I don't want to cross any lines. Welp. We began to date, (laughs) and uh, within the first few months of dating him, he let me know that he wanted to marry me um, and that I was going to be his wife. Of course, we took our time um, in building a friendship and foundation and receiving um, counseling and, you know, going through the ups and downs of dating, but in May of 2015, Two months before I turned 30, I was married, just as I had declared years before. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful marriage. Um, I married my best friend, a Christian man who I felt very safe with. We got married, and within the first two years of being married, I found out that I was pregnant. We were so excited, um, but at the very first appointment, I remember we, I was about seven or nine weeks, I think I was nine weeks pregnant, and the doctor tells me that the baby's heartbeat sounds a little funny. Um, she said it was nothing that she would really be concerned about, and so not to worry about it, don't go home and get all upset, and so we didn't. We were like, okay, nothing's wrong. We're fine. We continued to go back to the doctors in the next few months. And, you know, she she said that she thought it sounded fine. And we went on with, with our lives. And we celebrated this pregnancy. We, um, we got past the first trimester. And we began to share with our family and our friends. And we got to the 24-week official ultrasound where they would check the anatomy of the baby uh well let's pause and backtrack really quick my husband when I met him he only had one child a daughter who when I met him she was um a freshman in high school he he had no biological sons so this pregnancy meant everything to him because he wanted his baby boy So we get to the 24-week official ultrasound and we're telling them not to even tell us what the baby is because we want to do a gender reveal with our family and our friends. And, you know, we get there and the doctor tells us that we're going to have a baby with a heart defect. Um, Not just one defect, but several. How crushing was that? the first baby within our marriage the first like god i did this right i finally had a baby i'm pregnant by my husband and you mean to tell me that he's sick and immediately the doctor came into the room and asked um us along you know with the ultrasound tech 
asked us if we wanted to abort the baby. Um, how insensitive, right? <laughs> but I, I understand because many people would choose not to go through that kind of darkness. Um, you know, many people want the picture perfect pregnancy and some would choose not to go forward with having that kind of complication. And so right away, we decided that we would continue on with the pregnancy and that we would continue to pray and believe God and, you know, share with our family what was happening so that they could join us in prayer and join us in in believing that um, the baby would be fine. But this was a very hard thing as a pregnant woman to go through and try not to be stressed and try not to uh, worry if your baby would be all right and so we continued to be happy we had our baby shower everything was wonderful and I can recall the day that my water broke I was 39 weeks and I had just gotten a craving for Chinese food I don't even really eat Chinese food anymore but I was like man, I want some chicken wings and fried rice. (laughs) So we ordered the Chinese food and I went to use the bathroom and I came out the bathroom and I said, babe, I think my water is breaking because I used the bathroom and wiped myself already and I'm getting wet. And then as soon as he looked down and I looked down, water began to trickle down my legs. And I was like, my water is breaking it was so dramatic and so funny (laughs) but he he got up and started running around the house and like get your bag get your and I'm just regularly walking normally I'm like babe calm down this is not the tv she's like well what do we do are you okay I'm like yes I'm fine. We're going to go get my Chinese food because they're not going to let me eat and we're going to the hospital. (laughs) So that is exactly what we did. We stopped to get my food and on the way up to the hospital, I eat because this is baby number five for me. Now I'm a veteran. I know once I get there, it's over. You're not eating anything. (laughs) So I enjoy my food. We get to the hospital and... They confirm indeed my water did break and we begin labor and delivery, which was quite the road, quite the trip. Um, I started out and I, and I believe that I only got about three and a half centimeters dilated before they noticed that the baby was very agitated. Um, so immediately, I don't know if anyone has had an emergency C-section but it is just that. It is an emergency. So the doctor comes in and she's like, we need to do an emergency C-section. The baby's heart is distressed. He's irritated and we need to get him out right now. Let's go. You have no time to think, gather yourself or anything. They pass garments over to dad and tell him to get dressed and meet us in the emergency um, surgery room. So we get there, and I'm crying, I'm singing. I laugh at this moment now because I didn't know what to sing. I I was just singing, take me to the water. <laughs> I laugh at that now because that is an old baptism song from old Pentecostal church. <laughs> 
growing up. I have no idea why I was singing that, but that is the only worship song that I could think of at the moment. I was so stressed and so worried. I laid down, I cried, and I mean, the C-section is no joke. So I salute every woman who has had to go through that because it was the worst thing ever. I mean, they numb you, but you feel it. And so we gave birth to this beautiful baby boy and he was immediately taken to the NICU. So over the past few, over the next few days, they continued to monitor the baby to decide whether he could be released to us or they needed to do surgery. He he was looking so beautiful. He looked so healthy. He looked so normal. And we felt like we were making progress. But then his little toes, they started to turn blue. And the cardiac doctors knew that that was a sign that his coarctation in his aortic valve was not getting enough blood flow. So at day five of his life, he had to undergo heart surgery. Um, That was the hardest thing that we ever had to go through. And I thank God for the prayer warriors that we had to walk us through and to believe God. He was fine. He came out fine. He came out um, healing wonderfully. And in the next five days, we were able to go home. So at day 10, we came home with our precious little baby boy, Mason King. <laughs> he was the joy of all of our hearts, my grace baby. And, um, you know, everyone loved him. His brothers, my family, you know, his dad's family, my husband's family. And we were all in love. Yet there were still... um issues within his heart um he had to have another procedure at five months old and that was a balloon catheter because that same surgery began to narrow again and so a coarctation is a pinch in the in the valve of the heart and so it began to come down again so they had to open it back up and they decided that they would go through a vein this time very small procedure and go pump the heart valve back open success at five months old he's continuing to see the doctors every month since he was born his cardiac doctors and um at 12 months they decided that there was another part of his heart that needed to be addressed um then this time he would need to undergo open heart surgery and i think i've shared this a long time ago on the podcast but this is where i thought that i had strength But not until he underwent this open heart surgery that I knew, whew, I had strength. It was not easy at all. Um, I had to watch him cry for hours and hours. Um, Even after being given pain medicine, I had to fight for him. I had to scream at doctors and nurses for him. And it was indeed the absolute hardest thing as a parent that I ever had to go through I'm seeing your child in that much pain and not being able to do anything for them except for fight for them except for demand um, that they be given extra care and whatever your heart desires parents we go through so much and so 
Mason, he is two years old now, and he is such a blessing. He is such a smart little baby boy, and he has healed from his open heart surgery. He has no longer the need to go to the doctors every month, but now he has graduated from having to be seen once a year because although he has issues in his heart, they are no longer life-threatening, and so he goes to the doctors once a year, but then I, I found, you know, some of his behaviors a little different as he began to grow up. So I wanted to, um, talk to professionals and, um, you know, get Mason the care that he needed. Um, so right before his second birthday, he was diagnosed with autism. And so Mason is a genius. He is far more advanced than most children his age. But God gave us a special gift in Mason. And so as I prepared for this podcast, all I could hear was darkness and destiny. Because surely there will be rocky times in our life. And when you read the Bible, it's almost a promise that there will be hard times. There will be difficult times. Heck, there may even be times where we question God. But know that our destiny is still great. God still has a plan for our lives. Parents, I know that God has given me this um, platform and this special message today to especially encourage you. Don't give up during the difficult parenting moments. Continue to pray. Continue to have faith. Continue to speak positive affirmations and declarations over your children. And this too shall pass. Also, be very sensitive. You have the right to protect your children. And I remember going through, um, you know, his heart issues. I'm an intercessor, which means I pray for other people. And when I pray for people, I see results. And so I had a hard time. God, I'm praying for my baby. And God, why was he not miraculously healed? But he was healed. So don't ever feel like there's a magic potion, a scripture, or a words that you can recite in prayer where problems will just go away. God will use whatever he desires to use to bring about healing. And so for Mason, it was surgery. For Mason, it was doctors. Why do we have doctors? Why do we have medicine? It is because God put them here to help us, to help assist us with healing. Even as he goes through autism, you know, I remember getting a response one time from a pastor and they were like oh oh, you know don't speak that over him and you just be careful because you know I think that sometimes um just out of religiousness people will make you feel like oh am I speaking something over my son no I'm not you know this is um his diagnosis right now but that doesn't mean he is not going to be genius that doesn't mean that he may grow and have no traces of it you know that doesn't mean that god um is not going to use him anyhow that he's any less important or any less smart or any less anything than any other child so parents you have a right to protect your child in god as well believe still 
but you protect your peace, you protect your joy in parenting, and don't really receive the religious spirit. It's important to get into your word for yourself and understand God through the Bible and how he speaks. I think a lot of times in Christianity, we can take just one scripture and manipulate it to mean what we want it to mean without understanding the time period that that the scripture came about in without understanding what was happening before the scripture and after the scripture to fully understand the meaning of it. And so that is um, very important for us as believers and as parents as we chase our destiny. We've learned so many things about destiny. And, and if you don't even know what I'm talking about, we've had destiny series all throughout December all throughout January and even till this moment right now we are talking about chasing our destiny but there will be hard times in chasing your destiny I told you guys we came from Connecticut to Houston and when we got to Houston it wasn't all beautiful we didn't walk into a mansion or a 12 bedroom house or even a house period we walked into um, a hotel I didn't even share that, but we stayed in a hotel for two weeks as we searched for the home that we wanted to live in. Your destiny does not have to look like anyone else's. And so I heard oftentimes people being relocated and moving into their dream house right away. Oh, I will have a dream house. I will tell you that much, but it wasn't in my destiny to land there right now. So I I wanted you to go back and read the story of Joseph in Genesis because he had a very similar story of getting to his destiny through dark times, through low points in his life where his brothers tried to kill him, where he was sold into slavery, where he um, was questioning the dreams that he had But he still was found in a place of destiny in the end. And what God spoke over his life still came to pass. So I want to encourage you, what dreams you have, what visions you have, business plans you have, um, school plans you have, plans to marry, plans to have a family, plans to own a home, plans to eat right, plans to lose weight, whatever your plans may be. May they be found rooted and grounded in God. Um, let us not forget the challenge that we made um, at the beginning of the month to spend time with God intentionally. Spend time with God in prayer and reading his word because that helps us to understand his ways. So that when we may hear something that sounds off, we're able to discern right away that eh, that that's not right because his word says you know that we know that we know that we know the God that we serve so it's important for us to read God's word to get to know him spend time with him because he loves us and just like we have friends moms dads we have we are in relationship with uh, men or women uh God wants us to be in relationship and communicate with him as well You know, spend time with him, get to know him and be encouraged as you chase your destiny. Yes, there will be dark times, but they will not last always.
trouble does not last always have the best week ever whatever week this may find you on remember that you always have the option to choose joy follow us on social media at moments of joy podcast and i love you guys i will see you next week with another destiny message bye bye